Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Oh, man. 2020, otherwise known as the Book of Revelations, the movie. Thank you, Neil. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the iHeartMedia app. And we are getting ready down in the Gulf South, specifically in Louisiana, for Tropical Storm Cristobal, or Cristobal, who may be in Louisiana, kind of running right through my city in a couple of days. So, I thought I'd bring in Jay Grimes chief meteorologist for WAFB-TV, the CBS affiliate here in the capital region of Louisiana, to talk about this storm and hurricane season, which, by the way, Jay and I sat yesterday on Thursday, as you are hearing this. It's Friday the 5th, and we are five days into the hurricane season, and we've already had three named storms. 2020. Mm. So we'll talk with Jay Grimes And I've got some thoughts on this Drew Brees controversy. I am going to play for you his entire answer to the question and then give you my thoughts on where this is all headed. And the thing about this that I have the biggest problem with, I'm going to tell you what that is in that talk segment coming up here on the Clay Young Show. So as it relates to where we have been in this country right now, things are really, really flipping And there have been protests all over the country. I said before that I think the expression of outrage at the murder of George Floyd is an extremely American exercise when you are demonstrating and whatever, no matter what it is, politics or something like this, the the right to be heard is American and people have a right to do it. I have nothing for the rioting and the looting. Sorry. That's unnecessary. I don't even know how it helps. It doesn't help. And city leaders, black and white, are asking people who are doing it to stop. And I think it should stop. I think the overwhelming majority of the people out there are not interested in that. It's just that small group that want to come in and disrupt and create anarchy. And it steals away from what we should really be focused on, and that is getting justice for the family of George Floyd and having policy on the other end of this that we hope can eliminate these kinds of things from happening again. Burning down a restaurant and going at targets all over the country just because they're based in Minneapolis. Don't you know when you burn down stores and restaurants, you put the people on the inside of them out of work? And look at who largely works inside of some of these stores that people are burning. So, but we won't go long on that today. We've got, uh, we've got Jay Grimes. So Jay is, as you will hear in this interview, at the Mayor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. I went out there to record the interview with Jay because he was preparing to 
give a presentation with the, with the mayor of Baton Rouge, who's also the president of the parish here. And we had a chance to sit for a few minutes and talk about the hurricane season and this storm that's in the Gulf. And we even have some good preparation tips for you in the body of the interview. And so if you're listening in another part of the country right now and you want to know what our heads go through and what we think about, what's our thought process when a storm is in the Gulf, you're getting ready to hear it. And we're going to talk about Drew Brees on this episode of The Clay Young Show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we get this one rolling. Coronavirus. It's changing as you and I speak right now. Yeah. When the world changes, there's one place the capital region comes for answers. We have increased stress and the closure of schools. Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Answers to your COVID-19 questions. That's pretty much how most viral illnesses act. From the people at the top. Truly an invisible enemy that we're uh, fighting here. The world is changing. Are you ready? And now today's Manners Minute. There are seven and a half billion people in the world speaking 7,500 unique languages. The language barrier can be overwhelming, but time and again we have found it can be overcome with patience, love, and hard work. Skin color, ethnicities, where we come from, how we grow up, our life experiences. These are the external differences that often separate us. If we look deeper, we find commonalities that can draw us together. On the inside, we discover we're much more alike than different. We have the same heart needs to be loved, to be respected, and to be understood. To be loved unconditionally where we are. To be respected as a fellow human being in need of repair and to be understood as a fellow traveler on the road of life. We all need help from each other. My hope is that we will extend a hand of help, not harm. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Sitting at MOSEP with WAFB Chief Meteorologist Jay Grimes. It's not the trappings of the Podcast 225 studio, but they got us taken care of over here. They do, and I appreciate you uh, taking a little time to chat with us. Well, you're going to be talking with the mayor in just a moment about Red Stick Ready and the preparation for the hurricane season that we're in right now. Um, Before we get to that, obviously I've got to ask you about Cristobal. As we are recording this, it's Thursday uh, the 4th. The storm is in the Gulf, and... uh, appearing to be coming in our direction? No, I'd say that's almost a a slam dunk. Uh, The question is, what shape will it be in when it gets here? Uh, Okay, so what shape is it in now? Right now, it's it's been it's weakened to a tropical depression. Most of the folks out there know that it's been sitting over land for uh, about a day now, and uh, in fact, a little over a day. And truth is, it's maintained a fair amount of vigor for being over land for 24 hours. Part of that is because some of it is still out over the water getting a little bit of fuel there. So the the thinking right now is that it'll probably remain over land for maybe another half a day or a day. If you hear phone ringing in the background, don't worry. Like I said, we're not in the 225 studio here, so you're going to catch some ambiance audio. We're just going to let it run yes. and because it, you know, it gets too good to do retakes and so All right, so yeah. let's let's take So, a, so, so let me finish that. So so we know it's going to move back out over water probably Friday. Yeah. Then everything says it's going to basically make a beeline north. Take about 2 days to cross the Gulf. 
And right now, and this is to me is the concerning part, is that the models have just been focused mm-hmm. on a Louisiana landfall. Not just the National Hurricane Center's cone, yeah. but even the individual models are just pointing it right at us, which adds to a measure of confidence that it is coming here. The question is, as it crosses the Gulf, how much more energy can it pick up? And right now, what I think Louisiana needs to be prepared for is a medium-strong tropical storm probably arriving Sunday evening. Meaning what for us? Okay, I see three threats here. The first threat will be rainfall. In southeast Louisiana especially, we're looking, I think, at widespread three to six inch totals with isolated totals that could get up above 10 inches. Those will be related to rain bands. Now the problem is we can't anticipate where rain bands are gonna set up. Mm -hmm. We're lucky if we can do it 12 hours ahead of time, much less, here we are, four days. Right, right. So that's number one, rain. Number two, Inland will be wind. Along the coast, it'll be storm surge and rising uh, water levels. You know, that scares me. Like, I'm sure it scares everybody to hear anything about rising water levels. Absolutely. Uh, because after 16, we see water water gathering in places where it didn't gather before. I mean, where I live, we I never would see streets flooding the way. I mean, and, and there was one rainstorm June 6th of last year. I remember the date vividly when there must have been a foot of water. I think I showed you a picture yes, once of it. Yes, I remember that. And, yeah. and so it's not an exaggeration. It, it you know, what about that with this coming up? And I think that's what y'all are going to be talking about a, a little bit today. But what about that? Because we're going to have standing water if it does come this way or brushes by us. There's no question we're going to have standing water. There's going to be nuisance flooding. It's likely that a couple of homes could take some water. Mm-hmm. But I know people, as soon as they hear tropical and hear rain, they flash back to August 2016. And what I want the listeners to remember and they think back to 2016 remember that storm literally sat on top of us for about two and a half days yeah that's what created the problem this storm may even slow down a bit as as it approaches the coast and that'll get people even more worried but it is going to push on through and so because it will push on through we're not going to have 40 hours Mm -hmm. of of really almost consistent rain like we had uh, in August of 2016. That said, it's those rain bands that are going to be problematic. And we've got to also remember, and a lot of times folks kind of overlook this, setup like this also does have the potential for producing some quick spin-up tornadoes. I was going to ask about that. That or the wind, wind gusts. Yeah, the wind gusts are going to be embedded within the, these rain bands, and so will the potential for uh, brief tornadoes. So yeah. as the storm gets closer to the coast, what folks need to be doing with their apps, uh, and hopefully they have the WAFB weather app, there you but go. whichever one you're using or if you're using a product online on your computer, what you really want to focus on is where you see those rain bands starting to line up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think most people have kind of a sense of what we're talking about. We're talking about those linear, curvilinear lines of thunderstorms that are lined up like train cars. Mm-hmm. And they tend to just pass over the same location one after the other. And that's what creates those big localized rain totals. I said a second ago that we're recording this on Thursday before this happens. And and a lot of people are going to be listening on Friday during the weekend. Now, you're a weather guy. You're a scientist. But you're also a Louisianan and and, a homeowner here. You know, there are things that people should think about practically before this storm makes landfall. And not just Cristobal, but any other potential 
knocking on wood that we don't have anymore, but right. any other potential storms. Could you talk through some of the preparation? Sure. And one thing I'd like to remind people is Louisiana is no stranger to multiple tropical visitors Absolutely. in a single year. So having one here in the first week of June basically says no change to the threat of having one later in the season. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't impact every parish every time we get one of these visitors, history tells us that there's a 50-50 chance of at least one named storm Mm -hmm. impacting some part of the state every year. So there's no year you shouldn't be prepared. So part of the things you need to be doing is your long-range planning, evaluating your family. Is it in a state where sitting at home may be without power for 12 hours, 24 hours? three days without power. Are you good to go with that? And sometimes you've got a lot of folks who have medical conditions that really require access to power. Mm Got to evaluate that. Make sure you've got adequate storage of meds in the house. Should the power go off? Because if it's off at your house, it's probably off at Walgreens too. So you need to be ready to go two to three days without hitting the store. Jeez. Then you walk your yard. That's my term for it. Look at what is going on in your backyard. Love you that. know what? It's too late now, but after this storm goes by, go look at those trees. You know, Mother Nature will take down a tree if you don't. Mm-hmm. And the difference is you it'll cost you some money, but at least you get to drop it on a place that's not your roof or carport. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because I was talking with uh, Clay Reeves here. You would think I'd get his first name, right? Uh, and we were talking about preparation, like what you said, and we talked about things like checking the drainage to make certain right. that there's no foliage or you know leafage over drains in the backyard. So, Because the thing is, you don't want to be waiting in that water if it's because you don't know what's in it, especially not this time of the year. Well, that's absolutely true. Uh, and, and because it can come down quickly and in bunches you know if you've got a drainage system that's clogged that's going to be problematic Mm -hmm. for you and by the way you might want to look over your neighbor's fence and make sure (laughs) he's done it too because usually if your neighbor's got a problem you're going to have yeah we have that conversation in the neighborhood about that and just Mm -hmm. and and so I, I neglected to ask this question, and for those of you who are not in Baton Rouge or in the Baton Rouge region, please indulge me in asking this question, but people around here are going to be wondering, hey, is it coming here? You know, here is a relative term. Well, You know, when we look at the maps that the Hurricane Center draws, it's a red line that goes right. into a parish. <laughs> right. That's not what these are. Right. These are systems that extend essentially over half or more of the state at a single time. So coming here, here is somebody is going to get it. And, yeah. it, you know, and I don't mean to be a... a, a, a flipping about this yeah. but somebody's going to lose a roof and somebody's going to get a flooded house yeah and one of the things at the end of these storms many times people will walk away and say oh well that wasn't so bad they really hyped that one you know what it might not have been a disaster for you but that person that lost a roof and that person that got three inches of yeah. water in the house it's a you it's know, a catastrophe it always that. gets me with that it, it that and you you know you and our friends we talk about this all the time every time you're calling for severe weather i hope you're wrong every time I never hope you're right. 
why would I want you to be right? So, you know, somebody's calling you. You don't know what you're talking about, Grimes. We didn't have a Cat 5 hurricane. It's like they ought to be saying thank you. <laughs> you know, what's your favorite dessert? Well, yeah, and it's not, <laughs> and, and I don't look for a thank you. But, I, you know, I, I think there are too many people that have a mentality of it didn't happen in my neighborhood. It didn't happen in my backyard. It didn't happen anywhere. Right. And the fact of the matter is when we say there's going to be severe weather, Almost every time there are multiple warnings issued. Yeah, it might be in your neighboring parish. Yeah, it no may question. be three parishes away. And if we had a better skill to tell you that at uh, uh, Burbank and Boyd you're going to get four <laughs> inches of rain right. and that severe thunderstorm will occur at 1:15, we would do it. And this is the thing that I sometimes like to remind people. And you kind of alluded to this at the top. Hey, I live here too. Right. I'm not just forecasting for you. Right. I'm forecasting for my own family. That's exactly I'm right. I'm forecasting for my own house. Yeah. So, fact of the matter is, whether I get it exactly right or whether you don't believe that I get it correct, what we're doing is taking the best tools available mm -hmm. and doing our best job with it. And contrary to what some folks want to believe, what the forecasting that was being done 10 and 20 years ago in no way compares to what Not we can all. do today. Not at all. What's changed is people's expectation. Mm. Their bar has gone through the roof. Yeah. Uh, ten years ago, you never would have called up the weatherman and said, can I uh, get in my backyard at 3.30? You know? <laughs> if he told you it was going to rain somewhere tomorrow, you were good with that. Or, or somebody uh, over in uh, <laughs> Bruley or, or Denham calling to debate the barometric, barometric pressure with you because uh, I got it on my phone, and <laughs> I don't think you were right about or that. Or today, I mean, we've got 300 homeowners that have their own weather stations in their backyard scattered across the the region so you know I, I mean is that terrifying it, for you no it's not actually I mean it, it quite the opposite first of all it demonstrates just how big a deal weather really is oh yeah it is uh, and, and that even people who don't want to admit it are weather nerds to some no no some I, I, listen man I know I am it's the first thing I check every day when I get up because like today crisscrossing this town I need to know what the weather is like because it's going to impact traffic and it may impact which route I take to get from point A to point B it all starts with the weather and of course obviously the heat and, and yeah, especially which, now yeah, which, yeah. which leads me to a question I wanted to ask and, and you're going to think I'm crazy well scratch that you already know I am it, <laughs> it's, a, it's about in the beginning stages of the coronavirus and all the stay-at-home orders were going home, and people weren't on the streets as much and, and weren't moving around. I was having a discussion with someone about the difference in... <laughs> I know I'm going to sound like a weirdo, but the difference in the atmosphere outside, the air, uh, and, and the fact that as many cars weren't on the road, it had a positive impact on the environment and you know clarity and, and all of that. Okay, go on. Tell me I'm crazy. No, no, no. I mean, we, we, we know that, uh, especially in some of the more uh, problematic cities, and this includes in some degree Louisiana, but yeah. in other cities across the nation, air quality improved dramatically mm. because... Uh, only a quarter of the vehicles were on the road, so that that makes sense. And 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 uh, uh, one of the things we've got to remember is that, especially in our 21st century life here in South Louisiana, yeah. uh, and for much of the country now, the outdoor air and the indoor air gets to be dramatically different over time because the indoor air is many times not getting 
circulated out. Right. And so you can actually concentrate some of the uh, malignant kind of uh, factors mm. in the air indoors if you're not filtering it. Now, most mm. modern homes today have really decent uh, filtering systems. Right. But, uh, um, you know, I know people who haven't opened a window in their house in, in <laughs> more than 10 years. Right. And so the only time that they're getting any kind of fresh air circulation is when they open the front or the back door. It wouldn't be a bad idea to sometimes crack those windows in the spring and fall. Oh, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I get it. it. But it's hot now, but before it was so pleasant. Right. And even now, I think it was, gosh, like I said, it's Thursday, maybe Tuesday, sitting outside, and after about 7.30, yeah. it was rather pleasant, and which is different for a June evening. So I'm not hating it. The number of of storms this year. We didn't talk about that. There's always an estimate on the number of storms that we should expect as a continent and and what's going to happen. Could you give us some intel on that? Well, it depends on who you want to follow. If you like the weather. I want to follow who you follow. Okay. Well, I, you know, I don't worry about a single number. Okay. Bottom line is, what are the chances you're going to get a single number correct? Right. 17. Uh, you know, the chances of it actually landing on 17 is, uh, well, go to the boat. Uh, you know, but... <laughs> but but the range is generally, depending on who you look at, it starts around 12 or 13, which is right. about normal, right. and goes up to 20. Pretty big window. True. Bottom line is virtually every forecasting group, whether you're looking at the feds, the National Hurricane Center, or academic uh, institutions, virtually to a team, they're saying it's going to be a very busy season. So let's yeah. think something or on the order of 16, 17, 18 named storms. I, I don't have a problem with that. But there's two things there. Number one is the number of storms really doesn't tell us a whole lot. Right. Yeah, well, you can make the argument more storms means the likelihood of impact goes up. Okay, I, I'll buy that. That's just pure, simple statistics. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is we know historically that that doesn't have anything to do with what the impacts of an individual storm would do. And we've talked about this in the past. You look at 1992, it's the textbook year. Yeah. Seven storms, one of them is Andrew. Yep. So, so the number of storms doesn't tell us much. The question is often, what is the likelihood that storms are going to get pushed further west to reach North America, mm. to reach Central America? There's some suggestion that this could be a season where uh, a fair number of those do get that added westward nudge. But even yeah. that is really uh, something just short of throwing rocks at a barn. Because you need a couple of, you know, you can say, well, the pattern will be set up to be conducive for it. Yeah. But the question is, is it conducive on the day that the storm is out there? And so it really is, it's far more complex then sometimes we, 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 and I say we, the, the weather community yeah. lets on to believe. We sometimes want to sound smarter than we really No, are. that can't be a real thing. Not in anybody <laughs> television, no. You know, or in politics or in sports or any other thing. So, so final thoughts that you'd like to leave with people as they are getting ready. Uh, well, not getting ready, as we are now in the 2020 hurricane season. What, what are some thoughts you want to leave with people? Well, first off, you know, you and I came here to talk about the season. This right. is going to turn into a prep for the weekend. Isn't that something? Uh, so, in the short term, what I would tell people is 
believe that Louisiana is going to be impacted, and mm-hmm. let's hope that it doesn't. There you go. I think we're leaning towards something coming our way and having a not very pleasant Sunday and Monday, which then means if you're not ready yet, it's Thursday. Better get ready. Get out there tomorrow yeah. because on Saturday, everybody and their mom is going to be out in the stores trying to get those last-minute items. So they were buying toilet paper before, now it's going to be everything else. <laughs> That's right. And the thing is, you do not want to be out there because we've also got the limitations in some of the stores about the COVID-19 right. issue. Oh, so, you know, I just would not want to be trying to get the last of my supplies on a Saturday or, worse yet, Sunday morning. So I would say if there's any way to get those last few things together, do it do it uh, uh, tomorrow if you don't do it Thursday evening definitely do it Friday Friday evening the other thing is you still have a chance and we we talked about this a little bit walk in your yard it's not just about the trees Mm -hmm. it's about the folding lawn chairs there it is all the other stuff flower pots anything that's you know if you have the the anything hanging outside that the wind could take and blow through a window or something lawn tools that may be out that could take flight right I mean the last thing you want is a divot in that new siding because you forgot (laughs) to put away the lawn chair and that's the kind of stuff that 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 can happen. As you pointed out, if you've got any drains around your property, make sure that they're they're clean and open. And in fact, during the event, if there's a break in the rain, it's not a bad idea to go out and check right. them again. Um, and then lastly, and this is really is to me the most important thing, don't get too hyped up about this yet. Sure. I mean, wait right. until, even as the system is making landfall in Louisiana, mm-hmm. assuming that that's what's going to happen, that's not in and of itself reason to become frightened. Mm-hmm. But if you live in a structure that you're not completely confident in terms of its integrity, if you live in a mobile home that you're worried might get rocked, then Friday and Saturday is the time to make those plans call up the aunt and say, hey, Martha, we're coming to visit right. you for a day. Right, right. That's really the approach here. Most people in Louisiana kind of get it, but there is still such a, a um, an August 2016 hangover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think that uh, people are, uh, their, 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 their fear level is higher than it needs to be for this system here. And the other thing to remember is, yeah, we're... We're four, five, six days into the season. That leaves 174 to go. So let's not burn up all of our angst on this one storm because there's a decent chance. Long season to go. Yeah, there's there's about a one in three chance that we could have another storm later this season. It's like Stephen King wrote 2020. (laughs) I swear. It's just, you know, I, I just keep waiting. Let's just go back to the Old Testament. Weren't, weren't locusts easier to handle? You know? I say, there's, a, there's a meme about that. Which part of the book of Revelation? It's like, yeah. wow. It's just, I'll tell you what, though. When the Mississippi turns red, I'm out of here. <laughs> me too. Florida's going to let me in no matter what they want to do. <laughs> he is the best WAFB chief meteorologist, Jay Grimes. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, Clay. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. 
Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young, exclusively at podcast225.com. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors, offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Here we go. This is the Clay Young Show. Man, Drew Brees has been in hot water this week. I'm still trying to get my head around all of it. Some of the comments about Drew Brees have really been crazy. And this is coming from someone who is not even a Saints fan. I'm a 49er fan, and I live in Louisiana. And I got to tell you, I have lifelong friends who are Saints fans and people that I have known for a long time who are absolutely cutting Drew Brees to pieces still to this day. So I know you've, you're keeping up on this and with everything going on right now with the coronavirus and the protests in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, people are still catching up on what's going on. And I think people are seizing on this because there's, there's not a whole lot else to talk about. So let's deal with the facts of what happened. Drew Brees was doing an interview And it was a financial interview about businesses, and he had a perspective on getting more minority ownership in small business and fast food and all of that. And the interviewer asked a question about what had been happening with Colin Kaepernick's protest and him kneeling in in reference to uh, what he called police brutality and all of that. And so here is the question and Drew's answer. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that, and of course you're such a leader in the league. Uh, What is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I will. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. 
And in many cases, it brings me to tears thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. That's what he said. That is the entire answer to the question. You heard the question and you did indeed hear his answer, right? So this broke the Internet a few nights ago when it was made public. From my perspective, now everybody has opinions on this thing, and I've got a couple of thoughts I'd like to share with you on it, but from listening to this, and then if you watch the entire interview, he talked about a great number of things. From my perspective, when he heard that, when he, he listened to the question and he went directly to his perspective on the anthem and the pledge and everything that happens before a football game and, and how, what it means to him, he went directly to his perspective on that. He referenced a great number of things. His grandfathers who fought, he talked about the struggles through the civil rights movement, and he said what he thinks about. He talked about the place he goes when he hears the anthem. People who agree with Colin Kaepernick's protest feel as though Drew completely dismissed what Colin was either trying to do or trying to say. Now, I got a lot of thoughts on the Kaepernick thing because, as I said, I'm a Niner fan, and and most Niner fans have a perspective on this that most people don't have because we are fans of the team. But that's not really what you're here to talk about or what we're here to talk about. We're talking specifically about this Drew Brees thing. Now, I've said this to you before many, many times. Agreement is often overrated. For people who are saying you can't be on the other side or you can't disagree with the position that police officers should not kill people or should not overuse their their authority in abusing people. I don't think there is anyone with any clear conscience who can say that that's a wrong position to take. Obviously, officers can't kill people. Obviously, officers can't beat people up and, 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 or, or use excessive force. Obviously, that is the case. No nuance. No wrinkles in there. Clear, cut, and dry. Can't do it. And the example of George Floyd is a reason why you can't have it, right? And, and the ugliness on the internet and social media about that is incredible. And again, that's a whole other show. Don't want to get into that. <laughs> I, I want to stick to Drew Brees right now. So there are people who are coming out against Drew, Drew Brees, former teammates, current teammates, people like LeBron James, actors and, and musicians, and everybody coming out agreeing with Drew Brees and slamming this guy. Here's what I have a problem with. This is just me. If you if you disagree with Drew Brees and you passionately disagree with Drew Brees, hey, that's 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 your right. 
I will not tell you what to think as it relates to that. But I will question this one aspect of it. Calling the guy a racist? Overtones and commentary about racism from Drew Brees? We're in a dangerous place when we go there. There are sure as hell racists in society. And every racist and every bigot deserves to wear that letter. But Drew Brees. Come on, y'all. Drew Brees. I live in Louisiana. Okay. I know what this this guy gave five million dollars to Louisiana. Five million dollars. He wasn't trying to buy a, a positive response from people. He wasn't trying to buy the, the admiration of the public. He's already been in the trenches. And sure, he may have said something that some of you disagree with, but calling him a racist. Let's slow up on that. I don't watch a whole lot of sports media anymore because it's all filled with hyperbole one way or the other, and I don't need it. You can't learn much about what's happening in the games or with the teams. It's all this hot take crap that Skip Bayless has the world addicted to. Can't just, no, I won't go on a rant on Skip, but just, it gets me that if you can disagree with him, you could vehemently, passionately disagree with the man. You can even say his perspective is totally opposite from yours. But there are a lot of people who heard what Drew Brees said and they agree with him 100%. As long as we can agree that the actions that led to the death of George Floyd are wrong. Because for me personally, you can't be on the other side of that for me and we be okay. And I don't care about his criminal history, okay? There are circumstances where criminals and people do things that get them either jammed up and in some cases they end up in shootouts with each other. And, and that's, but this is not that. For eight and a half minutes, he wasn't resisting. For eight and a half minutes, it didn't matter what he had done before then. He didn't deserve to die that way. No one does. But this thing with Drew Brees has my head spinning because I'm like thinking, okay, disagreeing is one thing. So that's that's my take on that whole thing is that, first of all, we don't all have to agree on everything. It's okay that we disagree on things and, and, and things that are your right because that's where he went. And if, you, if, if what Drew said pissed you off, I get it. But, man, let's slow up on calling the, the guy a racist. That's a bit too much from my perspective. He's done a hell of a lot for the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana because he, he's that guy. If you listen to all that he said, show me the part in there where you're justified calling him a racist. Well, just wanted to drive by on the Drew Brees thing because I said I would. Back to wrap up in just a minute. Podcast225.com. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees 
the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at OpenEyesSafetyTraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. How y'all doing? Sergeant Paul Patterson, commander of the Mountain Patrol Division, Baton Rouge City Police. Just want to tell y'all Baton Rouge is our honor along with our equine partners. Our privilege to serve y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Thank you, Sergeant Patterson with the Mounted Patrol in the Baton Rouge Police Department here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as we get ready for this storm this weekend. Knocking on wood that Jay Grimes is wrong. I love you, buddy, but I root against you every time you're talking about severe weather. I want you to be wrong every time. Don't want you to be right about the bad weather. So if you are if you're along the Gulf Coast, hopefully you've gotten all your business straight and you're ready for this storm. And please... Please, y'all, take a beat on the Drew Brees stuff. Be angry at the guy, but treating him like he's David Duke or some racist politician from the 1950s, chill on that, please. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Follow us on social media, Clay Young on Facebook, at Clay Young BR on Twitter, Clay underscore Young BR on Instagram. And, of course, if you've got a question or a topic suggestion, my email address is clay at podcast225.com. See ya. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.